Hold on to your butt. I'm quite surprised that a story had such an immediate and profound effect upon radio listeners. Hooey pleases the boobs a great deal more than sense. Woe is us! We're in a lot of trouble! In politics, man must learn to rise above principle. What the hell are we doing here? We are behaving the way a superpower ought to behave. Well, our behavior has produced some crappy results. What we're witnessing now is the failure of the state. It is a death struggle for our republic. Giving voice to liberty in our time. Jimmy Clark. Oh, there it is. I was waiting for the silence to end. Oh, welcome to the show. What's going on? Uh, in studio with me, we have Deanne, DeAnthony Turner. How you doing, man? What's up, man? Vibing to this music. Me too. That was a suggestion of Brandon. He's also here. How you doing? Hey, what's going on, everybody? That was a good pick, Brad. It's a good pick. I don't even know what that is. Summer man, let's just wait till the to 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 just come in and watch this. Oh, you you know about it. <laughs> yes, uh man. When it come in, it just gives you life. <laughs> to me, I feel like this is what Donald Glover and all them man get their get their vibes from. Oh, absolutely. I feel like the president should just put this on and smoke a joint and maybe just calm down. <laughs> break, break about, break about the last two years of his presidency. Yes, yes. I was saying that earlier today. I want my I like my presidents who smoke a lot of pot oh, and yeah. take naps. Oh yeah, you need to. Yeah, like what was it in the nineteen twenties or Calvin Coolidge? Yeah. And you know, people he didn't seek another term and uh, you know, people probably if they're gonna leave office <laughs> put this big, you know, statement out, they give a speech for twenty oh, minutes. Yeah, this man. is what I accomplished, this is what I accomplished. Apparently he just had his press secretary go out and hand the press a note, he's not seeking another term. <laughs> he was known for taking naps all day. Yeah, he was getting high when he handed the press secretary the paper. Exactly. Oh, of course, of course. <laughs> well and, and we'd like to think these guys run through things okay they go they have to make decisions when nobody else wants to make the decision well, right? well, this, but this, you're not running this you know however three trillion dollars they just the fall guys of America oh, yeah. <laughs> well, well this this is my question I mean how do you how yeah, do you do oh yeah thank you thank you but how do how do you how do you fault a lot of these people like like everybody gets so up in arms when they find out that p- politicians and people in power in general have dark sides. Why does everybody get so surprised by that? I'm not surprised at all. I'm a human, man. Everybody got a dark side. Everybody has a past. I don't care who you are. Only person that ain't got a past was Jesus. I don't, I don't know, but everybody... <laughs> Literally, but every- where's the history? <laughs> you see him as a kid, corrected all the wise men, I hate it. and then he shows up at like 30-something. Like, what and, were and you doing? He, well, 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 he see, dies a virgin? Come on, man. Like, oh, some, oh, somewhere yeah. down the line. Oh, yeah. Well, well, you know, Jesus, he was up there like, he just came into his mind was like, hey, I got to go do my father's work. Yeah. Well, Peace out. And, <laughs> how can you and he could just leave. How can yeah. you whoop Jesus as a child? Like, you couldn't even catch him. No. Oh, take no. off walking on the bath water. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Why do you think the showers was invented? Oh, That's yeah. the only way they can get him wet. Mom, <laughs> mom, wouldn't it be better to turn the other cheek? Here you go. Hit the other side. <laughs> Hit the other side, Mom. I'll take it. I'll take on all your sins. Right, I mean, man. I mean, but just imagine your, your wife or girlfriend come up to you and like, I'm pregnant. Yeah. What? 
Wait a minute, we supposed to be getting married. Oh, right at what Joseph was going through. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. Joseph up there like, what? Immaculate reset. Uh, conception. Yeah, Hold on. That, that's Hold how on, you man. know his parents weren't black. Because you can't do that in a black house. Hey, I'm pregnant. Who who the hell you been with? Exactly. Exactly. Because so like, I, I did it. I, I no. ain't touched you. No, God ain't did that. <laughs> yeah, black. We ain't gonna believe in God that much to just think he just pregnated you. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So so wait a minute. So how you guys feel? Um, right now the NBA draft is today, man. I mean, oh, are you man. optimistic about that, or are we talking Cleveland and and Golden State once again? Well. well, well I, let me tell you something. First, I ain't stunned Cleveland. They have no cap room or nothing, so I really ain't stunned. None Cleveland has going on. Golden State can stay like they are. I'm confident in them. So, yeah. Oh yes, I don't care about nothing else. <laughs> I hear that. I hear that. What about you, Joey? Do you have a favorite team that you root for? Not, not really? No. Really? No, I'm ready man. for football season. That's it, man. I yeah. mean, after the playoffs are done, Golden State one shot to Steph Curry, Steve Kerr, and all them boys over there, man. Kevin Durant, you know, I'm a big Golden State fan. I'm just waiting on college football. I'm from the South. Exactly. We don't have a football team. We don't uh, a professional football team. We don't have a basketball team. All we have is Alabama Road Tide, or if you a you know, like little cat or War Eagle Auburn. But that's all we have. So that's what I'm looking forward to, man. Yeah. I was about to say, see, I'm blessed to be from the North. You know, we we kinda we can do either or, you know, basketball, football. You know, we got we got the Spartans, we got the Wolverines, we got the Ohio State Buckeyes. You know, we you from Ohio? No, no, not at Stop all. Stop naming teams Michigan. that ain't from where you from, man. Michigan State, okay. that's my team. Okay. Spartans. All right, all right. Well, no, what's happened to me? Because I remember doing this. Like we'd watch an Auburn game. My dad went to Auburn. I mm-hmm. went to Auburn. He graduated from there. He was kind of big into it. But, you know, a game would come on half the time. He's not even watching it. He's outside cooking. He's kind of peeking in. Like, pay attention to the game. But the further I get from actually playing in high school, Mm. and I, I watch, and I'm excited for college football season like you. Right. But I'm not as interested. Yeah. Because I, I'm not I'm not doing it on the field myself in a small way at a small school, and so now I don't relate quite as much. Though it is cool. I like college football because the stories I think are a little better. Oh yeah, you get that oh, yeah. kid who comes out of nowhere who wasn't the top prospect. You know what? And, and, and you know what? That takes me back to another point. Why don't they pay these guys? Oh, we want to keep them amateur oh, I athletes. I agree with that. Oh, oh, okay, but but the schools make millions. Yeah, the coaches too. Nick Saban probably oh, reached Donald Trump. Nick, <laughs> Nick, Nick Saban could buy Tuscaloosa three times over <laughs> well, and well, still not be well, broke. Well, teaching them humility. But, but the one thing they can do is give them an allowance because a lot of college students are broke. Thank you. So yes. they can give them an allowance or something, man. Uh, you know, sometimes they do them little under deals, pay their mamas, and, you know, oh, buy, you know they, I, I, now, I mean, they do I, some I stuff under them. the table. I, I don't blame them, though. But why does it have to be done under the table behind closed doors? If you bring it to the light, give them a stipend, then there's no excuse for me to hire an agent early or you know, take money from boosters. There, there's no reason for me to do it. Exactly. But half exactly. of these kids aren't even eating, but they're spending 12 hours a day on a football field. And I also think that if you play sports and you're actually like for real, for real good, you need to take some type of money management class in college. Yes. So you don't yes. get to the pros and just yes. go crazy. I can't imagine getting a contract for millions of dollars. You feel like me? 21, 22. And kids who never really had money get it. Right, you know? Because then you get all these people in your ears saying, here, I can help you out with this money. I, maybe that relative's yeah. like, I know money. And then Invest also, this. And then the women. Oh yeah, but 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 and you then, but you know what? That's an athlete's it's, kryptonite too, man. It's, Women, it's, it's, well, that's any man's kryptonite. But well, not know, okay. not every man. Yeah, mostly athletes and preachers. Come come on now, 
Come not, on, not every man. That, come, come on now, that one chick that you've been eyeing. Oh, no, for... I'm not denying what you're saying. I'm saying 90% of guys. But what about like Richard Simmons? <laughs> right. <laughs> That's not his kryptonite. He, he'll yeah. make best friends with the women. Yeah. Elton John. Exactly, know? exactly. But no, then I also heard something, especially at the NFL, the keeping up with the Joneses thing. Yeah. Like you have to have the best clothes, the best car. You're always at the best party and all that costs money. You're well, 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 and, and you know what? A lot of people don't know this, but Chad Ochocinco, or Chad Johnson, as he likes to be referred to now, he talked about that. He was like, a lot of the diamonds I was wearing, fake. You know, he was like, I drove right. a regular car to work. Uh, I, the most money he spent was on his house. That was oh, it. That's, that's why you don't see him on these reality shows. You don't see he retired and he's good. Yeah, well, he invested oh, yeah. his money. I guess Terrell Owens was broke. T. Oh, was oh broke. man, yeah. how, <laughs> did you see him on TV? How, how I got a black card, but but I'm broke. <laughs> he's sitting up there crying. His wife looking at him like, she you know what? It, it, it's problems in the relationship now. I think I want to head towards the door. Oh you know? yeah, when, once the money gone, they gone. And, and, and you know what, Joey? One of the things you could do. To help you get back into football, man. You know, mm-hmm. get you a PlayStation yeah, 4 or Xbox One of the house. Yeah, okay, right. you got Xbox One. You know, go ahead and purchase that next Madden, man. Well, that's what I used to do. And create you, you a Joey Clark I on get there. the football now because I do not watch the NFL no more. Yeah. What? I, I do not watch the NFL. After all the politics and all that, I, I like I like uh, college basketball football <laughs> and I, I like basketball. You know but not be too big Co- to watch College games to me are boring. The because NFL you, isn't boring. I just got uninterested. No, no, but to mm-hmm. me, to me, the NFL is more interesting. I guess because I came from that background. I guess had I grown up here and I didn't have a professional team to root for, no, I love it. it would be because I used to be a diehard Peyton Manning fan when he was with the Colts. I right. used to love the Colts, and after he left and went to the Broncos, I kind of you know was watching it still. But then after all the mess that happened with first with Michael Vick, then all the stuff that are uh, going on now with Callan Kaepernick, I'm just I, I you, you know you know what, and I and I told my little cousins this. Vic family should just he should just disown a lot of people. Oh yeah. If you my co- if D'Anthony, if you my cousin, you just signed a hundred million dollar contract in Atlanta. I'm changing my number. Oh no, no, no. And, and we got caught up doing some dog fighting. Guess what? I did it. D'Anthony didn't, didn't have nothing to do with that. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? I'm and, gonna remember that when I get rich, Brad. And, and, and remember Chris that. Carter got in trouble with that because he's, he was telling right. young guys coming in to always have a fall guy. Right. And it got out and it went viral. Well, it's, 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 it's the true. truth. Though. It's yeah. true. It's the truth. And, and see, at my arraignment, I'm going to pull, pull D'Anthony inside. Hey, have about four million sitting for me. Oh man, <laughs> and you I'm gonna good. Be good when you get all your and books, all the cigarettes you want. Well, no, that's what I'm saying. On the, also, I don't watch ESPN that often. I was getting my car fixed up for a trip, and I'm sitting there, and ESPN's on. Mm-hmm. It's first take. Oh, I yeah. love Stephen A. Just oh, see how yes, he preaches. Man. Oh, it's <laughs> great. But it's they did three segments. Yeah. all on politics and Donald Trump. It was right when the Eagles were disinvited, mm-hmm. and they didn't really want to show up. It, it and I was like, wait, I do politics. Six hours you a day. You don't want to watch it on ESPN. Like, what are y'all doing? That's why I don't like it. Donald Trump is putting politics in everything. Well, well at, at the same time, uh, if you remember the Michael Smith and Jamila show, they used to talk about politics, but they would infuse it in a way where it was comical and it related to sports. Now ESPN just comes straight off the top, you know, 
straight politics, not how it correlates no, with sports or anything like that. It's actually like an that. old complaint. You know, Aaron mm. Sorkin, he wrote like West Wing. Yeah. And his first TV show he ever did was called Sports Night. And it was like a show about putting on a show like Sports Center called mm-hmm. Sports Night. And like one of the first few episodes, one of the anchors is fed up. Like, I am just got divorced. I'm tired of doing this. I want to report on sports. I want to do the baseball scores, the football scores, yeah. hockey. Soccer's not a sport, but never mind that. <laughs> and, but I'm tired of talking about how this young kid who just jumped into the NFL got pulled over for a DUI. I'm tired of that being sports news. I want to talk about the game. Because we're supposed to be entertaining people and uplifting them with the ethic of sports. Seeing how people can really push themselves, push themselves, and achieve something. Not how people screw up in their personal life. That's, that's have, crazy. have you watched ESPN lately? Like no, the, 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 I don't. No, 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 no. <laughs> right. but, but this is the thing. Baker Mayfield just got drafted top by the Cleveland Browns. The first question they asked him on first take was, how do you feel about being compared to Johnny Manziel? What does that have to do with me playing quarterback for the Cleveland Browns or what we're doing in training camp? Who? Who you said? Johnny. They compared Baker Mayfield. They was asking Manziel to Johnny Manziel. And my first question was, what does that have to do with anything he's doing in training camp right now? Right. Right. Nothing. And, and it's stuff like that 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 well, the rumor mill's always out there. The rumor mill's always out there. Like I was a huge when I was into football, NFL in particular, uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan. Oh yeah, and I watched like that. What was it? Ninety nine. Where they start at three and four, mm. and Dungy's a coach. You've got like Warren Sapp. You had Derek Brooks, and Sapp came into the league out of Miami. Oh, he's a problem guy. He'll cause <laughs> no. He ended up being definitely a Hall of Fame player. You know, and was so uh, humble. Uh, yeah, but what <laughs> happened afterwards? <laughs> was so what, humble. What, what what happened afterwards? Though? At, what happened with Warren afterwards? Oh, I didn't hear that. I just blanked this out. No, no. Uh, Warren Sapp. He used to host the show on Fox. And some allegations came. This was before the Me Too movement. No. Some allegations came out. and well, That's why he's so humble. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I, I'd be quiet, too. Count my millions. But I just loved, as a kid, the story. They start three and four. They go on this huge streak in the season 10 and six, get into the playoffs, oh, yeah. get to the NFC Championship game. It's when the Rams were the greatest show on turf with Kurt Warner and a whole Marshall team. Marshall Falk. And it, what was it? Prol catches this pass over our corner. It must have been a bird Emanuel or something. Catches it in the end zone. And it's like, no. No, the season can't be over. Right. Finally, you get that trade with John Gruden. We win a Super Bowl. The only Super Bowl in Bucks history. You had weird things. Like, the Bucks had never run back a kickoff football. for a touchdown. You get this weird lore. That's what I love about sports. Yeah. Well, it's well, like well. everything about the game, not like and, all the side crap. And, and see, that shouldn't even for matter. all you Alabama fans, uh, a few years back, they drafted O.J. Howard. Mm-hmm. What you, what, what, what's up? I'm just, I'm just saying, you know that. What's that up? Be a reason to be, up, a, be, a, be a Tampa Bay Bucks fan. You know? <laughs> For what? I'm, I, I'm like I told you, the NFL. I, I've been slowly not even messing with it. Only person I followed after they left Alabama really was Julio Jones and Mark Ingram. The only two I really uh, followed afterwards. And I, I just uh, what well, 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 you, your man Calvin Ridley. He's on the same team with Julio now. I, I'm saying and that's going to be I, incredible. I followed, to see. I followed Julio. So now that Calvin Ridley's over there, you know what I'm saying? I'm a root for him, but I was following Julio. But I don't know, man. It's just I'm, I can't I, get into I, the NFL. I am just determined to get people here interested in the NFL. 
I, I used to be. Don't get me wrong, but yeah, Trump's sticking his nose so far, and I'm jumping out of it. <laughs> what isn't Trump sticking his nose in? Man? He's not sticking his nose in my business. That's what he's not sticking his nose in. I, I, I'm, I'm just, I'm just saying, man. Trumps. I think Trump has been huge. Not, I'm not for the the alt room comedy mm. folks who are everything's political to him. I think Trump's been huge for comedy. Oh yeah, man, I love oh, Trump course. for real. Trump pay Trump is a good payday for me, man. Well, and you can say what you want. <laughs> like, uh, like I think. That's the only space these days where you can say what you want. Of course. You can say something that's crazy. And politics are like that anyway when it comes to comedy. Like, uh, you could talk about anything when it comes to politics. I remember when, uh, 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 what's the dude name that was trying to run for president that owned all the pizza spots? Oh, Herman Cain. Herman Cain. He was sitting in that chair Brandon is sitting. Really? He was in the studio. No. (laughs) And I'm going to put this out on there. I don't think I've ever told this story. Oh, my God. He got knocked out. And Dan Moore, she does noon to three here on the station. We did a huge get together at the RSA Activity Center. It's when Herman's doing 999. I'm like, don't say that with a certain accent. You're going to sound a little too German. Um, uh, But but he's 999. He's got that plan for the new tax thing and everybody's jumping on the bandwagon. We do this event like 4,000 people show up out the door. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. So he comes in. He's sitting literally right there where you're sitting, Brandon. And okay. the allegations that knocked him mm-hmm. out is that he was womanizing. Mm-hmm. And there is this fine reporter. I don't think she's working here in Montgomery anymore. Light-skinned, black girl, just stacked, standing right here Lord to my Jesus. left. And like I obviously noticed, because oh, yes. I'm not like a Richard Simmons or an Elton John. Uh-huh. And, uh, and Herman stands up from that chair. He gets real close. <laughs> like, where there's like... Shakes her hand, but then gets real close, only a few inches away. He goes, hi, I'm Herman Cain, but I'm a little shy, and I need some help being brought out of my shell. I went, oh, man. He did it. <laughs> oh, my all God. All the allegations yeah, are true. All, let me tell you something. Nine out of nine times out of ten, uh, <laughs> out of nine, ten, <laughs> all the allegations are true, man. But, but, guys, you, but you know what? In, in the culture we're in now, I mean, even if the allegation isn't true, that's just like that whole thing with Reuben Foster. Like, they were quick to jump on him and, oh, you know, he, he beating his wife and this, that, and the third. Yeah. But his wife, his wife who had made a false allegation before, mm-hmm. came out and said, oh, well, you know, he really didn't do it. They ain't letting nobody and, and, but, slide but, now, but, though, But see, man. the thing is, they never printed a retraction. Mm-hmm. Right. They Everybody never apologized to him. It just went away. I mean, because that's what it is. I mean, after OJ, nobody's getting away with nothing. Oh, these man. Days, man. <laughs> Nobody. Oh, man. Like, I-, I wanted to believe Bill was innocent until, like, the hundredth person came out. You're like, okay, all these women ain't lying. You, you, no. you, but you know what, Deanne? And we talked about this downstairs. Why wait now? Well, of all times, it it, this happened in 1972 when I was 17 years old. Number one, why why are you going to... take you down. Wait a minute, but this is my thing. Why am I going to a married man's hotel room at 2 a.m. as a 17-year-old girl? Now, some of them may have been just all right with it. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying all of them are true, but after if you get 100... At least three, oh, no, four of them I, are true. I read uh, George Stephanopoulos was Bill Clinton's press secretary, yeah. a short little Greek guy, and uh, he worked with Clinton back when they were first starting the presidential campaign. Still governor of Arkansas, and uh, <laughs> I, and I just love saying this. You do know in Arkansas, Arkansas has the biggest melons in the world. <laughs> uh, cantaloupe, honeydew, um, and, and so 
on working with Clinton, like yeah. and going to all these appearances and stops. There were little things within the campaign they would find out about. It's like, did you hook up with a hooker or somebody <laughs> in this hotel? You're like, no, nah, George. She just you know you know took her bathing suit off, flashed me. It's no big deal. So there's like all this stuff going around, and by the time the Monica Lewinsky thing pops up, George Stephanopoulos has left the White House. He's right. working in the press, and so as soon as that news drops, he goes. He did it. <laughs> like I know him. I've worked with yeah, him up you, close you know. and personal. Now, now you now know that, what? You know, yeah. you know what? I'm a, I'm a, I was a kid during that time. I don't even care what anybody say. I looked at Monica and Winskin. I was like, you know what? High five, Bill. High five. <laughs> yeah, well, well, you. I only, I only one I look. I looked at uh, Marilyn Monroe and said high five, John. I did that. I didn't say high five to Monica. He could have got some a little, you know, just a little. I don't know. Come, what's come on. The, uh, <laughs> what's, what's the Chappelle joke too about that? About the Lewinsky thing? He says, "You know, you're famous." Like, I mean, you know, Brad Pitt's famous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you know, there are a few people out there that, you know, LeBron James is... No, this, if it happened to LeBron, I think it'd be true. But if, <laughs> yeah, like, right. you know you're famous when the person who uh, goes down on you becomes famous. Right. Like, right. you know, you're that famous? Right. Yeah, yeah. Like, like you, everybody forgets, you know, probably 12 years ago, nobody knew who Kim Kardashian was. Nah. Some take. I mean, people knew who the car, who her dad was, who her dad was, and and and, 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 re- and really, yeah. no, nobody really knew her dad like that. OJ got him famous. Yeah, but 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 the average person, though, everybody knew. Yeah, that yeah, dude, but the average person didn't medalist. know about her until that sex tape came out with Ray J, and all of a sudden, overnight. Bam. Well, and Kim's before world. that, didn't Paris Hilton do a sex tape? Uh, yes, yeah. yeah. Paris Hilton had about four, five of them. But, 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 the, but guess what? That's <laughs> guess the, what? The pattern. Guess what? Paris Hilton. She had her wild time, and when that sex tape came out, her family was like, "We will disown you." <laughs> and guess what? She got quiet and started doing philanthropy work. Oh, yeah, Not yeah. the Kardashians. When they seen how Kim Kardashian's sex tape turned out, they said, "Let's all become whores." <laughs> you know what? You know what? Even the I, dad. That, that mama. That mama. Is a, a witch. G. No, no, she's she a G. is a witch, man. They take down so many. Lamar Odom still shook. Uh, Tristan Thompson still can't get it all together. Uh, Bruce uh, Jenner's uh, now Caitlyn. Exactly. <laughs> and, and wait a minute. Wait and that wasn't the Wheaties. Right, right. And, exactly. <laughs> and, and the weird part about that has one woman of the year at the S. That's just crazy. Yes. That's was woman of the year. Ain't you know, even a woman, man. I mean, it's to me, it's a little funny. But no, I and I told this the other day. I had somebody followed me on Instagram named Evelyn, and I'm like, okay, another Instagram follower. Cool. I've been trying to put up more videos, get more followers. Mm-hmm. And then I looked for a second and went, Evelyn looks awful lot like the dude I knew in ninth grade. <laughs> I went, oh wow. And at first I'm a little weirded out, but then I kind of went, you know, good for you. You look like a woman. That's what you want to do. Good Fine. for you. But don't name. Caitlyn Jenner Woman of the Year. What the hell is that? I know, right? Like, she, come on, man. That's just—that's the PC just, world oh, we live in, man. Come on, top. now. Come it's, on, now. I mean, PC. think think about every movie that you see coming out now. All guys are cross dressing. You know, that's every comedy that's out right now. Well, one thing I can't say about Kevin Hart—he said he will never. Now, and I have not, I have not seen him. He, he put out a statement said that he, they wanted him to do a movie where he wore a dress, and he said, I don't want to stoop to that. So when people say he's uh, Illuminati and all that, I, I really can't say, you know what I'm saying, because that's something I've never seen him do. He's probably one of the richest <laughs> comics right now. Yeah. But, but but you being a comedian yourself, I will never. Dan, I, I swear to God, I, I will I'm never. I'm just saying, Dan. I, let me tell you something. I'm a firm believer. If, if they in, gave you 500000 
500000 ain't enough to slap my mama, oh. let alone dress like a woman for me. I've got a buddy coming up, though. He's about to get married. They're probably going to do a bachelor party down in New Orleans, and that weekend they're going to be down, we're going to be down there. They do a thing called the Red Dress Charity Run, mm. where all the girls wear what they want, and all the men in the run, you can walk it, too, or whatever, mm-hmm. you wear a stupid red dress. Right. That'd be fun. Yeah, but not they, to go on TV in front of millions and true, all that. True, it's too much, true. man. Now, if it's something you do with your friends, drunk, you lose a bet or something, yeah. I understand that. Yeah. But saying, hey, I, I, I just want to be funny. I just want to be funny. Exactly. But, but, but think of how many comedians made their career off that. Think of how many who did it. Have yeah. to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, now, I'm not saying nothing about the people who did. Dave Chappelle never wore a dress. I love Dave. Kevin Hart has it to this day. Now, some of my favorites have. I like Martin Lawrence. Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy has. True. Bernie Mac is still my favorite to, to oh, the death, and he has Bernie never Mac. put on a dress. So until I see my idol put on a dress, man, I don't, I'm, I don't feel like I have to stoop that far. Now, but this, this you made me think about something. Johnny Witherspoon, uh, I, I went and saw him. I mean, him as they sat backstage and drunk some red wine together. And he was talking about different comics who wear, wear dresses and stuff, calling them all kind of names and stuff. It was just funny. But back on the Bill Cosby thing, he talked about that, too, because he said he knew Bill. Robin Williams and, and Richard, mm. like, he knew all of them. And he said they were all close. And he said, he remember, he said, I'm going to tell you this, this guy done the truth. He said, I don't never remember hearing anybody talk about him putting drink, you know, stuff in girls' drinks. Sure. He said, but he did like to give women cocaine. <laughs> and it was wow. funny. Like, he just said, he said, now that's true. He said, Robin Williams was on and I was on. Like, you have to think, in the 70s and 60s, like, those were a different time for comedy. Exactly. So, you exactly. know, they partied hard. So that's why I tell you, that's why a lot of them came out in 2000-something, because in the 70s, it was different. Everybody was doing it. I mean, laws and everything is different now than it was back then. That was survival. Some For women, too. Hey, Get some cocaine, get roofied out. He leave fifty thousand on the dresser. It's mm-hmm. over with. People are just. I think people are scared though. Apparently, like the people younger than us. Yeah. People yeah. like just coming into their twenties. Yeah. They're there are new studies saying they're not having as much sex. Yeah, like they're scared or something. Well, it's not just that. You don't know who's a woman and who's a man now. Either. You got you to look at baby pictures these days. Oh, you're not going to go all Janelle Monae on us, get be pansexual? Oh, no. What? What? Yeah, apparently pansexual means I'll sleep with anybody. Like That's what Janelle Monae said? Yeah, I yeah. think so. Yeah, that came yeah. out uh, a few months ago. What's wrong with her? Nothing. And I used to she's like just, her. She looks she's, good. Maybe she's, she part just of that whole, she's part of that whole prince tree. You know, everybody's a little different on that. Yeah, she'll but, sleep I mean, with anybody. I mean, well, that's okay for a woman to say, not a man. Yeah, and it's all that's okay for a woman standard, to say. Well, no, but she's deep. saying like, I, I'm not just bisexual. Like, if it's uh, somebody who's trans who transition, I'll, anybody. She's just nasty. <laughs> <laughs> it's just disgusting. Come, come on, D. <laughs> so you asleep with anything? Oh no, so I don't tell I, me to I come on, D. I, I, I ain't saying deep. that. Well, and I feel like that's one of the last things. Like dating, you're allowed to have your preference, right? But I feel like there are people they're trying to change that like how dare you like they're not like they got all this lbgtnoc all that like the community they, they they got mad at genuine do you remember because yeah, genuine because didn't want to kiss a tra- he wouldn't kiss and something a transgender somebody who had turned all the way into a woman yeah. now but he said no it wasn't genuine it was uh was who was it who was it i was uh, i cannot remember who it was but he went do it and they they it may have been genuine or shamar moore was somebody it was genuine but they 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 dogged him because he went and i'm like Come he went, on, man. She wanted to hug and, and take a picture with him, but he was up there like, well, I'm not really comfortable. I'll take the picture, but I'm not really comfortable with you hugging on me. Yeah, like- I don't know, but from the things I'm re- I've am i read, uh, Richard Pryor kissed her. 
Richard Pryor probably would have done more than that. <laughs> we got to hit a break, y'all. You're listening to the Joey Clark Radio Hour. Got Deanne, Brandon in the studio. Be right back. to it oh yeah that's that song baby it's so good man <laughs> i just want to roll okay <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't it be per- like as that herman cain moment oh, that, this yes. is the song probably going in his head i need to as soon as he's seen the girl <laughs> <laughs> oh man i used to have fun talking about herman cain back when i was touring in uh what was that 2013 or 12 i think Man, I got yeah, fun with Herman Cain. Yeah, 11, 12. That's when I first started, by the way. I came in... Me too. August 11 in radio. In comedy. I that's started when you comedy started. in 2011. Yeah, and it was... Uh, that was a crazy campaign. Oh, man. It one, gave me some of the best material. Well, and you get the most stick-up-the-butt politician Mitt Romney <laughs> up there, and it's just like... Right. Oh, my goodness. Well, anyway. anyway well, 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 you got to have your contrast between politicians and stuff like true. that. True. They, they can't all be fun. True, true. I but, wish they were. Yeah, we've got somebody on the phone. Yeah. We've got a Robin. Hey, Robin, what's up? Hey, I'm sorry. I, I'm going back to the conversation oh, sure. before your break. Go wherever you like. Um, I, I got into my car. I had it on 93.1, and I was listening to it, and I heard you say something about pansexual. It reminded me of something my daughter used to say in high school. She came out when she was 16. And so a lot of her group was homosexual. Well, um, she was talking to me one day and she said, yeah, you know, so-and-so is uh, gay, so-and-so is bi. And um, I'm not going to call his name, but she mentioned one of her best friends and she said, so-and-so is tri. What is tri-sexual? I said, tri? What the heck is that? And she said, He'll try anything. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Try anything. Okay. So, so I looked at him a different way from then on. Yeah, that's just nasty. <laughs> I know. What they used to call it back in the day? Being nanny. Yeah, <laughs> we just called it trifling back in the day. <laughs> try men trifling. <laughs> that's right, that's right. But I, I, uh, I just wanted to let you know that and to let you know I enjoy listening to you guys. So what about you, Robin? Are you tried by happy, no, s- straight? No, I am totally straight. Okay, good. I'm praying for you. Me. Let me know if you want to try my, anything. Yeah, and you know, my younger daughter is a lot like me. Uh, she, she was born like a guy. Good. So, oh, uh, not that there's anything wrong with anything else. It's just that you like our men. See, now, hold on. I got an 11-month-old daughter. I want to know what are the signs that they start liking guys too early so I can hit her in the throat real quick. You got to tell me what's <laughs> oh the signs. Oh, my God. Well, uh, my younger daughter, she was probably three, and we went to um, a restaurant in Birmingham with my parents. And, again, she was about three. And all of a sudden, she looked at me. She goes, Mommy, I see some cute boys over there. And my <laughs> dad heard her. And we turned around. It was a table full of college age guys so he said nope she's going straight into the nunnery um you know no no boys for her right but uh so look for that sign you know she's checking out the boys that age yeah but if you go straight into the nunnery it could mean celibacy or the opposite direction well that's true well my dad wasn't thinking like that 
Yeah, I'm thinking <laughs> like your dad put a chastity belt on there and grab the belt. <laughs> I know, right? Maybe maybe let her start dating around 39, 40. Uh, like about 40, yeah. That's, that's a good, that's <laughs> yeah, a good age. Yeah, that'll do. That'll do. Well, well thank you, guys. Thank you, you Robin. Good evening. You okay. Bye. Uh, well, yeah, that's, that's weird because, like, I, I am in that age where if I meet somebody, oh, she's cute, mm-hmm. I'll talk to her. And then, like, how old are you? It's like... I'm just graduating, like college. Just uh, graduating. Yeah, college. You don't know what life is. Like eighteen, <laughs> and I'm like, it to me now at 29. I'm like, you are a kid, right? You're if a you're kid. 21, you're a kid to me. You don't. You have. You have not experienced enough of life to even jump into the realm of wanting to be a part. Of, let me tell you something, man. Radio, entertainment, all of this comes with a lot, and it, it just uh, you can't just no ordinary person. It takes a lot to date somebody who's an entertainer. Yes. yes. And, and see, that was going to be one of my questions for you, D. Like, what type of things have you had to deal with being an entertainer, you know, not only here, but Good on question. stage, you know, plays and all the other stuff that you do? Uh, I'm a, I, I'm, I've been through a lot, man. I tell you, uh, I used to be uh, very stereotyped as a young comic because coming up or like 2011, 2012 I started comedy at, at 19, 20 years old and I was young and I was very loud, outgoing and I, you know, I was just very strong-minded and, and, and harsh, I could say that. So a lot of people were afraid to use me but a lot of people loved me like, it, it was a bias and so this one lady took a chance to put me in this play and it was back in 2013 and uh after that I started doing all kind of plays and commercials and they they and they they realized I could be funny all around that's just who I am when I'm doing my own thing so when you just put out your own play right yeah yeah uh, it's actually my third one I just did my third one on Father's Day that's um, awesome man. and we had I had a good crowd um it was at my place uh the place seats maybe 300 and we had like 270 in there nice yeah, nice man nice, so nice. Like and you congrats, just, congrats. Thank you just you. take it from experience and write like I mean, uh, I've always been a writer. I went to school. I was in Troy. I was a journalist major in Troy. Ooh, uh, that I makes was a, a journalist major in Troy, so I always had to write and bug. Um I wanna go back and finish. You know, I left after two years to pursue comedy and uh and I I I don't know, man. I just know I just took off like comedy and everything just it, it's it feels good to me. I don't I, I think if you can do it, it sounds like you can. You don't need the degree. Yeah, yeah, right, right. And like if you can write, you can write, and if you give it some, if it's good, people will buy it and want to make it. Well, course. well, but but see, in t- today's society, it's always good to have that piece of paper behind your name. That's why you get a lot of people, and we've talked about this off air. You know, a lot of sports stars who become sports stars and still go back to college True. and finish their right, degree, right? Because you. At the end of the day, you still want something to fall well, back and on. I think it's good to go back if you actually want to learn something to better your career, give you a new skill. If I go back, but, it wouldn't be for journalism, though. I'd right. go back for business or something. Yeah, like, if you're going for the credential, nobody Needs has it. ever asked me to see my degree. Right. No. Nope. Right. I've done some work at Alabama State and AUM Theater Department, and I've never had to show, like, they've called me, and I've never had to show my, you know, credentials. They just well, well, know I do it. Well, but at the same time, you, you're in a place that's basically word of mouth. That's kind of how right. Montgomery works. Right. You know, oh, I know this nice guy named Joey. You know, he has a great voice, and he's on, on radio. He might be good for this, and that's how Joey runs into true. something that's going to pay. True, true, true. You know, that's how a lot of the stuff we get you know, around the station and stuff like that. Well, that's I, what I got to work on. I'm shy. I don't network very well. 
<laughs> I mean, I, I, I highly doubt that, man. No, it's true. It's true. No, I've, I've reached out to everybody here at the station, like yeah. at, at Blue Water. But uh, no, if I'm out on the town, I I just did this conference. I mean, at the first day, I didn't quite have a panic attack, mm. but I was like on the verge of like, I felt physically weird. Joe, you got to hang out with me one day, man. We just okay. got to go hang, bro. Sure. Absolutely. Yes, Lord. But see, but see that's, the, that's the one thing I... I was talking to Joey about like doing radio here and stuff like that. It's like people are finally starting to recognize me, mm-hmm. you know, outside of this, and it's it's just a little off putting because I'm like I'm I'm usually a reserved person. I like blending into the background. Right, right. I'm not a background type of person. No. I've never been. <laughs> no. Well, well I, I, I could tell that. I could tell that. <laughs> I'm a people's person, but I'm the type of person though. You can put me in a room full of anybody, and I can hold my own. But but see, but see, That's at the true. same time, D, I can tell you right now. Yeah, I didn't know you as a kid, but you were that ten year old that grandma would put up on a crate and you know, you entertaining at the family reunion. Oh, you know what I'm saying? You talking about everybody. Like like Uncle Joe, is that you? I was the ten year old that, that, that did it and everybody like, boy, hush move. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, I'm sure you've seen though, I'm I'm this way. I'm sure and I'm sure you've seen maybe comics this way, other people in entertainment, that if it's just the everyday thing, I'm kinda quiet, I'm kinda shy, I'm a right. wallflower. But you put me on the stage. No, I come of course, alive. Of course, of and course. And that's kind of how I am. I'm just not the outgoing. T- I really just don't like people. Yeah, I, know. I don't like, hey, I, I like, like individual people. people but when <laughs> but it's like a big group of random people. Person. No, no, I'm and like, and oh. you know what? That's weird with me. I guess, you know, being the age that I am now, I've come to discover that. Like when I was younger, because I, I started hanging out when I was like, you know, 15, 15 or 16, like hanging out in adult spots and stuff. And being here now and being the age I am, I really don't like crowds. I don't. <laughs> yeah. I don't. If I go somewhere and it's like a crowd full of people, it's like, okay, got to prepare myself. Okay, mm-hmm. you know, especially if I know it's going to be some 18, 19-year-olds there. I don't like kids. I'll say that. I- exactly. <laughs> right. exactly. I hate kids, man. I hate millennials. Oh, God. They're entitled to everything. I swear, I hate millennials, man. Anybody who's, really, I'm under 30. I'm right there at 30. But I hate. I don't like nobody under 30. I hang with nobody under 30. I'm 29. Well, you're, you're just yeah. like me. I'm, 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 right, I'm 27 right now. You, you're just like me. Yeah. I hate anybody under 30. See, we're, see people like you, we, we caught it early. You know what I'm saying? We, 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 yes. We've been in adulthood for long enough that you know we come in an era that we, we, we grasp it. But people like, I don't know, even some 30-year-olds kind of don't have it all together. They get on my nerves. Well, well it, it depends on your background, how you was raised right. and stuff. Because oh, yeah. people who've had things handed to them all their life. Right, right. You kind of see it. You and know? most millennials are like that. People grew oh, up God. saying, well, I want to give my children. The-. Well, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. But you don't want to hinder them at all. A- exactly. Mm-hmm. Now, that was going to be a spoiled. question I had for you, too. Like, like. You know, you have you have children. Of oh, you still eat fried bologna sandwiches. I don't care how much money in, in the bank. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? That, that, that's what I'm saying. Sandwich. Do you still want to give your kids that work ethic, or do you want them to have things that you didn't have? I, I, I'm going to be straight up honest with you, man. I, I love my kids to death. I talk a lot. I don't like kids, but I love my kids. Right. <laughs> of course. Uh, I have three kids, man, and... Uh, and and I'm the type of person, I'm the type of dad. I'll give you anything if you give me something back. Now my two year old, me and him are working on it. My 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 eleven month, she's been finna be a year in July. 
she that's my world. She's my daughter. She she when she get there, we'll see how we do. But my six year old, he's at the age now that where if you want something, you got to give me something. Go do good in school, and then hey, when your yeah. report card comes back, I give you whatever you want. But I teach him responsibility now. Uh, okay. I teach him, you know, I, I teach him life. And when he say, hey, I want this, hey, my son loves fried bologna sandwiches. You know what I'm saying? If we're in the house, we're going to eat yeah. some sausages. We're going to eat vainas. We're going to eat noodles. Uh, we can go out to wherever, but if we just chilling, man, he'll, he'll come and say, Dad, I want some noodles. Let's get it. And I love it for that. You know what I'm saying? Because you have to, you can't spoil them to the point where they're just rotten and they want what they want and when they want it. You have to let them know that life isn't handed to you. And see, I, I think that's why there are so many more depressed people now as adults because their parents didn't prepare them for that reality. Right. And when they get out there, get to working, and it's hard for them sometimes. They kill they sucker. They got to even eat by eating a sausage. Man, mm -hmm. because the lights got cut off. Man, do you know what we used to do when the lights got cut off? Mama would light them candles. Yep. We, we had would, water we, balloon fights. Oh, oh man. We, I remember my mom had a water balloon fight for us just to keep our attention off there. Yeah. Like, hey, let's start throwing water balloons. Man, man <laughs> we would pull out that grill. And you would never know it. It would seem like just a cookout day. Oh, yeah. Oh, and I've learned to appreciate, like, the, the little things in life. I mean, because you can get to a place. Now, I've been there, dark place, like, the world is not effing fair. Right. Oh, I mean, I, you know, I, I've talked about it someone air, but to see, like, my beautiful mother, who's the was my world. Mm -hmm. Like, the dynamo of our family kind of was the one to organize everything to watch her kind of get sick, slowly lose your mind with brain cancer and die, mm. you get into a place where uh, you're like, and then the politics doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Everything's different. Like, what the hell am I doing with my life? And there's this one moment I was telling uh, the ever so awesome and lovely laureate Infusion and Cryo got frozen today, mm. uh, that my brother's dog that I've helped raise for three years, I call him, his name's Gimli for the Lord of the Rings movie, but uh, I call him the red and fuzzy big booty Buddha. <laughs> now, the red and fuzzy comes from the fact he's a fox red Labrador oh, okay. retriever. The big booty comes from the fact he's a he's a lab. He's like a boat. He yeah, can get yeah. in the water. You know, he shakes that thing when I come home. But the Buddha part, the wise part, I really was down to the dumps. Like, asking myself these questions, why do people die too soon? You know, that, that sort of, just to sum it up, you look up in the sky and you go, Why? Right, and, But you're not really wanting an answer. And I was in one of those moods, kind of in my own head. I think I was looking down, not paying attention. Why, why, why? And then all of a sudden, lick right on the <laughs> side of my face. And I looked at that damn dog. I was like, okay. And it can be a dog. It can be milk and cookies. It can yeah, even be like, oh, I've got food on the table. It can be like the little things. Just something to let you know love is still there. Yeah. And, yeah, and, and if people also like the Anthony Bourdain uh, mm. committing suicide, you'd think that guy has the world by the stones. Well, well, right. Like he's got everything going on. He's got fame. He's got money. He knows all sorts of people. He gets to share meals with people all throughout the world. It's great you know, girlfriend. The, the more you have, man, the lonelier you are. Like yes. Robin Will, you think about these people who died young from drug overdose or heart attacks or suicide or whatever. They they're they're lonely, man. Michael Jackson, Prince, Robin Williams. Yep. These people are lonely because they get all that money and then they, they. First off, the hustle and struggle to get to that point is real. It is. You people do so many drugs and alcohol just to get through the next day, and then once they get there, okay, I'm finally here. 
I got all the money in the world. I'm gonna get more drugs, I'm gonna get more alcohol, and then you got to know who to trust and and women, and and it's just go you go crazy. All stuff's an illusion. It is, man. It's, it's like a, a it's like living a fantasy, well, and, and you you don't know which way is up. You don't. Know. I had to teach myself, man, that no one is immune to the trials and tribulations of this life, and uh, I have oh, to ground myself. Of yeah. course, of course. I mean, I learned that at a young age by listening to artists like Frankie Beverly and Mays, Joy right. and Pain, man. Right. Can't have one without the other. And that's, I started off the show saying that sometimes people think, oh, music. What, we're on a music station or like the old vinyls I pull mm -hmm. out. And I, I'm glad that I started a Johnny Taylor renaissance with you, Brandon. Oh, yeah. I've been playing yeah, a lot of Johnny Taylor. Man, man. I love JT. But uh, it's more than just, oh, I like that music, I like that sound, that production, those lyrics. But it's, it's more than an escape and entertainment. At the end of the day, some of those songs, you really learn lessons. These are like mm -hmm. the modern day. You think of poets as these, like, you know, old fruity people, or like Homer and mm -hmm. like Greek times. Yeah, and, and no, it, these are modern day poets that are telling real stories from real life. Oh, yeah, you got like Bill Withers and no, yeah, you know, yeah. artists like that, you know, Bobby Womack. I can remember riding the car with my dad. His favorite Bill Withers song wasn't Lovely Day, it wasn't Use Lean. Me. Use Me, which is a great track. But Grandma's Hand. It was Grandma's Hand. Oh, yeah, that's oh, a yeah. classic. We man. would drive down to the farm in Andalusia, and I got to know my great-grandmother, his grandmother, for a little while, and he'd play that song as we'd ride there. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, my, grandma, my grandmother used to play stories. that back when we had uh, Lil Bonneville back in the 90s. Me and my little cousin would sit in the back seat listening to it, yeah. and we loved that song. Yeah, and it's just, I think that's what really, like if you're an artist or a comedian or a radio, whatever you end up doing, you have to remember it's what you're doing in the moment mm -hmm. that is, I think, providing for yourself and others. Always trying to find what's meaningful in life. Because I don't, I don't think it, it just happens to you. And the outside stuff, I, I follow this guy who essentially said, do not seek fame, money, or power for their own sake. Right. Now, you might come across money, you might come across fame, you might be powerful, but if that's what you're looking for, you're going to be miserable. Mm. You're going to be miserable. Because you have nothing else, man. That's like that's, that's, that's all that's going to define you. Hey, I got this. I got, oh, what else you got for it, man? What are you doing with it? Well, and like, that wisdom's from 2,500 years ago. Yeah. And then, you, and then I get in that headspace going, people... And, you know, that was Epicurus, the Greeks, 2,500 years ago. But then there are people living 10,000 years ago. Yeah. There are just, like, new things we're discovering, going, what is it like? We take so much for granted. What is it like where you don't even, you're fighting off beasts in the mm. wilderness. And Man. you're just first crafting. Well, 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 and you know what? I'm seeing more of these survival shows coming out. I'm telling you, the government trying to tell you something. <laughs> right, man. like if the power grid go out, hey, you better learn how to throw a stick or put put a put a put a piece of metal on the end of the stick and hunt for and your that, food. Just as long as I can keep me a cassette player, man, or something, and listen to music, bro, I I, I can survive. So music gets me through. I don't I don't know I don't know. I just I Likewise. can listen to music, man. It just gets me through. It eases my mind. And you know what's crazy? Some of the best artists, whether it's music, paint, whatever. Uh, that make some of the best work have been through some of the most pain. You think about Beethoven and, oh. and people like that. Mm -hmm. Billy Holiday. Of course. Uh, uh, Sam Cooke. Like, oh, they yeah. experienced oh. tremendous Don Donnie Hathaway pain. and his Donnie mental Hathaway. illness. Oh, my God. Like, what, they, what these people went through and, and, and the music they made, like, it's crazy. And that's what I think is so special, too, about art. It's like, okay... Uh, like, you know, I'm a huge you know, Prince fan, right? People know that. But, like, that, like, there's a new album coming out mm. in September where the, it, he sat down in 1983 in his studio by himself, 
played the piano for an hour, going through songs that were not going to be released for five years. That's coming out. He's dead. That lives forever. Right. Well, and even if, like, you never find the tapes, it goes and dies. The way I like to think about things is, like, if you do something, like, you have the love of a parent and a child or a great relationship where you create some magnificent form of art, it will always have been created. Mm-hmm. You always pulled that off. And it that's what gives me solace at the end of the day. It's like, that's okay, what you're doing is always in the middle of eternity. Right. And how are we going to put our little imprint on it? Yeah, man. That's why you got to be mindful of what you put in the world because it's, it's your legacy. It is. Whatever you put it, what we put out is what we're going to get back, man. What people are going to remember is as our kids, uh, our occupation, whatever. Whatever we do with this short life we have, that's what's going to be our legacy. So take oh, advantage yeah, it's, of it. It's always your deeds that live on. Well, yeah. we solve all the world's problems, man. I know, right? Well, yeah, we went from like try and pansexuals <laughs> and. Well, no, the, the pee in conversation was off air. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. Let's keep no. it off air. Yeah. Let's keep it off air. Keep that definitely off air. Damn, Let's Brandon. Donald Trump for the next show. How about that? <laughs> Thanks for joining me, guys, and uh, thank you for listening, folks. I'll be back tomorrow night. Joey Clark.